Hola. Good morning. Ah, it's another Monday. It's 5.31 a.m. The day is beginning to get shorter because it's not as bright as it will usually be summer days. It's still a little dark. At this time, the sun's already rising normally, but it's still dark now. You can see the sun struggling, or the, or the skies rather struggling to clear and make way for the sun. Anyways, enough weather talk. How are you? Really, truly, how are you? How was your weekend? How was your last week? And how are you at the point at which you are hearing my voice? Did you start your new week on a positive note? I hope you are. I hope you did. And I hope you will. I am in a weird state of mind. Last week for me was very, I had a cloud over my head and I couldn't put a finger on it. I had a nightmare. I hate nightmares. I rarely dream or remember my dreams if I do. But yeah, I had one that startled me out of my sleep. That was, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. Can't remember now. But by Saturday morning, I figured out what the cloud over my head was. Auntie Red came. So I must have been PMSing. And uh, that kind of dictated my weekend mood. I was just very lethargic and decided to hug my bed all weekend, which was cool. Which is kind of like the usual anyways, but this was like extra hugs. (laughs) And in the process of hugging my bed all weekend, I stumbled on a show on Hulu that I basically sunk myself into from the very first episode. Anybody that knows me loves I enjoy a good conspiracy story. I enjoy a good alien science fiction movie TV show. I don't know what to call this one, but it was very intriguing. And it was Leah Romini's docu-series on Scientology, The Aftermath. I cried. I laughed. I shouted at my TV. There was a lot of wows. Wow. Wow. What the heck is wrong with people? I tried to see the perspective of L.R. 
Hubbard, the creator and founder of Scientology. I tried to get into the headspace of David McSavage or whatever his name is. (laughs) And I tried to get into the mind space of the parishioners, the members, the audience, the congregation of Scientology. For the first two names I mentioned, I could not, I couldn't do a good enough job of trying to get into their mind space, their heads, their perspectives. I think the only thing I could hold on to was sociopath, psychopath, but I couldn't even make that judgment call. L. Ron Hubbard apparently was a science fiction writer. And his journey into science fiction kind of maybe gave him an idea of starting a sect, a church, a cult. And it blew up in ways that it became what it's become. I mean, there were folks, former Scientologists, spanning 20, 30 years in Scientology with their accounts of crimes against humanity, and they stayed. And as I watched that series I looked at my faith I looked at the journey of my faith I looked at practices in my faith that as a young girl as a younger lady I could see the similarities very, very close in doctrines and practices. Very, very close. And it just made me really sad how easily one can be drawn into a sect or a cult and be serving under fear. Under fear. It made me sad for a lot of the parishioners what they went through the part that really broke me the most was the fact that if you were one person from your family that joined Scientology and your family members did not support or join you were made to disavow yourself cut off every form of relationship. You couldn't even talk to them. You couldn't be seen talking to them for fear of endangering your eternal space because they were evil suppressives. Damn. The vocabulary of the sect in comparison to the world's everyday vocabulary 
and you sit and wonder and you took this and you did this and you served this way and you believed this it's very very easy to point fingers at a different faith or sect when you don't understand what the indoctrination is it's easy to point at muslims and be like oh it's an evil religion or to buddhists and be like oh you're worshiping an idol or taoist and be like oh that's just a crazy asian religion no And it's very, very hard to actually sit down and understand what it is that they're being taught. I've always looked at Scientology as some frou-frou, new-agey religion and, you know, just some crazy folks that mix Christianity and science. I actually never knew shit about Scientology until this reveal. I don't know why I'm talking about this this morning, but one underlining message I got through that series was love is a beautiful thing. Anything that forces you to throw away love, I can never, ever accept. I can never ever understand. I can never ever follow. Anything that advocates no love, no compassion, I don't get it. And I don't want to ever get mixed up in it. A religion that will cause you to abandon your own children, young kids, in the name of service to that religion is not one that any human should ever dabble into. I don't care how curious you are. I don't care if you're looking for a higher power or higher meaning to life. Love is not something you should ever compromise your core human beliefs on. Love is what separates us from animals. And animals even love but their innate ability or thoughts or belief is survival. But love makes us humans. I do not ever want to lose my humanity in the name of a religion that would kill everything within me. I'm not here telling you what to believe what to serve, who to believe. But in the very core of who you come as, as of who you are as a human being, does it ask you to throw away love? Does it ask you to be a mean person? Does it ask you to discard love? Does it ask you to be some wicked, argumentative, vile, vitriacal, is that the right word? 
vitriol-filled human being. If it asks you to be any of that, I would encourage you to do or have a rethink. That may not be a way of service or a way of life that you want to go after. Let love be the center. You can never go wrong on love. All right. Have a good one, people. As always, this is your girl, Moby. And this is the Cronin's Podcast.